0: amen what what book are we in? Amen. Who wrote the book oh. who' did you read to Gentile believers. and they were right. believers in Christ Woo! we got it down we're going to start real quick we're going jump jump into some stuff tonight, and so I'm going to ask you to hang hang with me all right yes, yes. are you good yes. good because um I think I think the Word of God is, is always cool, but I, I, I'm, I'm excited about what we've got for tonight. Let, let's stand, stand together. We're going to read our text. We're going to read a little bit of what Genesis spoke in the last week, and then probably we'll read a little past where we're going to get to this week. We're going to start Ephesians 5, beginning of verse 1, and uh, probably stop at verse 7. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that... partners with them let's pray dear god we just thank you once again for your word uh lord we just ask for you to move lord i ask for you just to take distractions out of this room and just let um the words of 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 of, the speaker you have um to just be what you want to say and uh lord i just ask for hearts to be prepared to hear your truth and respond to it lord help us to be a light in the community that we're in for your honor and glory in jesus name we pray amen all right everybody have a seat when i say the word counterfeit what's the first thing that comes to mind money 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 put the first slide up there this is a um uh there you go sort of how to spot a counterfeit bill the first thing we always think of is money i want to throw a couple of bills up there i want you to tell me which one is fake which one is real the top one or the bottom one are you ready okay let's see how how well you are at spotting counterfeit let's see the first one (laughs) which one's fake which one's real the bottom one's real that's right no, the, the, the top one's the top one's real right okay can y'all tell that yes that's good I'd be worried if you get okay let's see the next one okay can, can you can you tell I hope you can still can you tell this one right you can sort of see it um, just doesn't look quite as good as the real one you know good attempt you know in art class but you know you failed okay <clears throat> so let's take a, oh can you tell the this one Okay so who who thinks who thinks the top top is real who thinks the bottom is real? Okay. The top is real. Yeah. On that one, okay? Yeah. Experts who are going, oh, the things are not the same, and I can tell by the. Because different years, they do change some things on the bills, just to let you know. Now, thieves have become amazingly good at counterfeit money. Amazingly good. Where who has been to a store and you pay with a $20, $20 a dollar bill or higher. What do they do a lot of the time? Market. They market. Okay, we're going to talk about why they market in a second. I don't know if you know, or not. I've learned some things. I've seen market, know it does something. I just didn't know what it did. But um, an expert, if you want to become an expert of experts on, on on money, if it's fake or real, you don't take fake money. Go back one. You don't take this bill and study it going, I'm going to look at this all day long because I can really see how off it is. You're going to take the real thing and you're going to study it. And that's all you're going to look at all the time. For sometimes months or years, these experts, they just study the real thing. And when the fake thing comes along, guess what? They know it's fake. Why? Because they know the real thing that good. Now look, this is is um, some eight things that they say to look for. So if you're ever like thinking somebody just gave me some fake fake money, okay, if, you know, and it's not like Monopoly money, that's all fake. I should have put that up. <laughs> Something, <yeah>, okay. <clears throat> but these are these are eight things that you should look for. One is the portrait in the money it should be very crisp it should pop and not look flat so this shows you a fake one that looks pretty good right but the, the real one has just more lines, more more dots, and it's sharper. Okay, that's one one of the first things they look for. The next thing is the Federal Reserve seal. Now I was like, what is that? That's that green little, little thing on like the left side. I think of the money. I could be wrong, but it's a very dark green and it's very crisp and very clear. The fake is close to it, right? But once you study this long enough, you'll, you'll pick that out right away. The third thing they say to look for is the outside border. For, they look at the, at the border. If it's crisp and clear, it's probably it's more chance to be real. That isn't just a blurred image of the same thing. That's a real money up close, and it tends to blur because the way it's printed on the sheets of paper, it's not a special type of printing. Um, I don't even understand it at all. Third thing is serial num- numbers, but not because why you think. Now, if you've got like four 20s with the exact same number, you know there's a problem, first of all, okay? But this green is exact same ink as that green. It should be an exact match of the two. And a lot of times on the fake ones, they're not an exact match. So they look for that. The fourth thing is the paper. Real money has, has um, thread-like uh, things that are red, and a blue in it, uh, that are there are fibers embedded in it, and if you hold it to light you can see the red and blue. Most paper do, does not, and the fake money most time does not. It looks more like on the right, sort of just magnified weird looking paper. Okay. The sixth one I don't have a slide for is is the paper US money is made on is it's got starch in it. And that's what the pen does. And when they rub that pen, whatever it's if it, there's Iodine on the pen, and if they rub it on, and it's real, it turns ye- yellow, neon yellow. If it turns dark brown or dark dark blue or something else, it's fake. Oh, I yeah, I thought, like, what are they doing? That's what they're doing. And did, so next time, go ah, you found the starch, huh? Because they probably have no idea what that means. But you'll see, I'm an expert. So, uh, the the next thing is the the feel of it. It doesn't feel like what we print on. It's got a rough texture to it. They can take the, and a lot of things that we print now, it's sort of flat done. This is a type of printing that has texture to it. So, you can feel a dollar bill. It doesn't feel the same. And the, and the, the last thing they said to look for, some of the main thing, is the watermark. Especially on, I don't know what year to begin it, but there's a watermark on, I think if you go $10 and up, it might be 5 and up. That's got it. Oh, that might be 2 What What year is that one? Sex. 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 Yeah, it's right, there. it's right there. So it's got a watermark that's the exact match of the port, 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 portrait that's on the bill. So the $10, the 20 the 100 So this is things that they look for so they know exactly what this money is all about. Do you feel like an expert now? Can you tell? You're not. I mean, I'm not. I mean... <laughs> So what does this have to do with us and tonight? Because there's a point to this. Excuse me. God has this amazing thing that he created called love. Okay? And God's love, in 1 Corinthians 13, it says this about God's love. It says this, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never uh, ends. Is that right? Yes, and then it it goes on there. Okay, so this is beginning to talk about God's love, because there's two things in this world we're going to talk about. There's a real love, which is from God, and there's a counterfeit love that is not from God, but it's from Satan, and it's it's prevalent in this world, and it's going to entice you, it's going to draw you, and you're going to think it's going to feel like the same thing, but there's a big difference in the two. Fake fake money might you might get by with that once, but you're going to get caught. Folks know what to look for. You're going to get caught. There's a real love. So there's four things about God's love, and the first thing is this, it's not for our gain, but it's for others' gain and God's glory. No, God's love is not for our gain, it's not for your gain, it's not for you to feel better about yourself. A lot of times God says that it it, um, isn't resentful or or rude or envy or boast. You, you look out for those around you and not yourself and in the midst of it you give God's glory, God the glory. That's part of what God's love is. N- Matthew t- uh, 5 uh, verses 43 and 44 say this about his, uh, And these are the, the, the words of Christ he says you have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I say to you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. God's love isn't withheld because you're wronged, okay? Well, listen to me. God's love is not withheld because someone does something against you. You don't stop loving them. God, Do you understand God says right, right here, those that hate you, those that attack you, those that hurt you, love them. Not for what they do for you, but because God is greater. That he he says he says love them that persecute you. It's freely given to all. God's love. You don't have to go. Well, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to share my faith, and I'm 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 going to brush my teeth when I go to bed and when I wake up, and I'm going to come to the edge, and I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to sit straight, and I'm going to read my Bible five times a day. So God will love me. God will not love you any more or any less for what you do. God loves you. Period. Okay. John 13 verses. So, first thing, it's not for a gain. Second, it's not it's not withheld um, because of us doing some, something wrong or someone doing something wrong. Third one, he says this: a new c- c- commandment I give to you, This is in John. Thirteen, That you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Do you think God's love is a, a picture for us to show God's love? It's a picture of God's relationship with us. He says, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And so this love that God gives to to us, God says, share it. With everybody you come in touch with, share it. Give it freely. Don't hold it back. If they 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 wrong you, continue to share it. Um, but it doesn't make me feel better about myself. I guarantee this: the more you share it, the more the the more better, the better you will feel about yourself. Because the the less you worry about yourself, life is so much swe- sweeter. We get so caught up in us. So it's a picture of God's relationship with us. In Romans 8, 38 and 39, it says this, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's love, real love, it's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. Love of the world, it's got limits. It's going to fail you. God's love is unstoppable. Nothing can get in the way. Um, So, I talked a little bit before about Satan's got a counterfeit love, which the world claims is love, okay? But it's full of adultery, sexual sin, lust, uh, and things that are just ungodly. And so, in verse 3 here of our text, and we're getting there. Finally, in Ephesians 5, Paul begins to address this counterfeit form of love that we seek after that's harmful to others and ourselves. It's wrapped up in a lie and we're deceived by so often. Uh, and his, his warning is, is something that our flesh and mind will, will even say, yeah, um, I'm, I'm not too bad at that. I'm doing okay. And we will convince ourselves we're not near as bad as the next guy. But God says there's a standard I hold, hold you to that is much higher than the next guy. It's, 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 so verse 3, let's just read verse 3 and 4 again says this but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk nor crude joking which are out of place but instead let there be thanksgiving verse 3 sexual immorality the Greek word there is pornea there's an English word we sort of get from that. You probably can't guess it, okay, because the fill-in-the-blank thing y'all weren't really good on. Okay, but, you know, and it's where we get the word porn, and it's, uh, and we're not going to go into anything explicit tonight, but I know it's, it's sex, anything sexual outside of marriage. Anything sexual outside of marriage is, is this thing where he talks um, sexual immorality. And then he says, another word it says imp- impurity, okay, and that. Word is used ten times in the New Testament. One time it's used only once to describe a corpse of an animal that's been sitting out and rot and and, and, rot- and rotting, and it's like brought up around, folks. Would you like to see that? I've got one to show. No, oh, I don't. That'll be disgusting if I brought in like a cow that had been dead for 14 days and go right, this is impurity here. Y'all touch, feel, taste, yuck. Okay, we wouldn't do that. One time it's used for that. Nine other times it always refers to sexual sin. So that's sort of, grin, and outside of the New Tet, Tet Testament, it's used to describe what I talked about. Something that's just rotting and disgusting. Okay? So that's what he's saying. Um, this is all types of sexual sin. Thought, action, everything. And look what he says in verse 3 again. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you. Do you know what that means? This is what he says. Not a hint. Not even a hint. Don't give anybody even a slight impression that you are dealing with that. If you're at some place and you go, oh, this is a bad spot. I'm not sure what I should do. Can the words not a hint hit you? Can that come to your mind? My prayer is that that hits you. When you go, oh, I don't know if I should do this or not. That phrase, not a hint. A standard that is very high in this world that bombards you all the time. I know, even as you get older, you're bombarded still. Men and women, everybody, it's going to attack you. But God has this... This standard, And he says, hey, listen, not a hint among you. Why does he say that? It's not because, and a lot of times y'all think parents put on rules because they don't want you to have fun. But can I tell you, most rules are because they're trying to protect you and guide you in this thing called life and what is by far the best for, for you. And God says not a hint, not because he's going to hide because I don't want you to, to have a great night. He's saying because I don't want you to be crushed by this. I don't want you to to wrap yourself in a corpse of a dead animal and think you're having a great time. Because temporarily it can be a great time, but it's going to bounce back. And you will realize where you've been and what you've done. And it can rock you. I believe that the Bible, I, and, and you need to believe this, you should believe this too, the Bible supports... Bible. You can take the Word of God and go, well, I'm not quite sure what they mean with the intent of this. And you take the Word of God and everything else it says you can compare it to and it supports itself. Okay? So it backs itself up. Let me just share a few things in the Word of God where it talks about um, this thing called sexual immorality. First, Corinthians Col- Col- Corinthians 6, 18, it says this, Paul writes, flee from sexual immorality. Flee is not a small animal. It means to run like you are on fire and you're trying to get away from it. Okay, flee from sexual, you need to get away from it. Matthew 5, 38 says this, but I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Is it wrong to lust? A guy for a girl or a girl for a guy? Yes. The Bible is clear. There's not, you don't go, oh, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. It says this in first, first, first. first. 1 Timothy 2, 8 and 9 says, I desire then that in every place that men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger and quarreling. Wouldn't that that verse alone be a great thing if there's just men that that will, will lift hands to God and pray and be in right relationship? And then it says this, because don't miss this, it's likewise also that, that women should adorn themselves in respectful, respectable apparel with um, and modesty and self-control. There's a thing that is not only in the world, but even going through the church, where women seem to say, hey, you know what? I can wear whatever I want. This is the way that God made me. If you have a problem with that, that's your, your problem, not mine. Can I t- tell you? I just want you all to understand, 1 Timothy two nine says it's your problem. Girls, and sometimes guys, the way that that that, that you can dress to a girl can, can be the same way, okay? So understand that God calls you to live above what the world says is, is good. So when someone says, oh, I don't know if I agree with that, don't say it's not my problem. Because God says, man, he's calling us to live a life that's set apart, that's different from the world. There's a verse in Proverbs seven is a story uh, and it's done from the view of of, of a guy who 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 wa- watches a young man get. Ensnared is what it is, and I want you to hear it because when I read the story and I've, I've worked with youth for a long time and I've seen the story lived out, I've I felt like this guy that's watched this this one guy that has just crashed and burned. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter seven verse six. So the window of my house, I looked down through the lat a lat- a, lat- a lattice. I saw among the the simple, I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense. Now I've seen that quite a bit. No offense. Young, young young man, but we all get a case of the dumps. He was not the dumps, the dumps. Which, you know, I don't know. We get the case of the dumps too, but that's a different story. <clears throat> he was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in, then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute with crafty Intent. Now, is this woman being described in a good way or a bad a, a bad way? Okay, it's a, it's a bad way. So this, understand this text can go along with the modesty text. I say that just to, to press it in there. Uh, in First Timothy 2, 9, right? Because this one, you don't, ladies, you know, and I say this, you don't want to be this woman. You don't want to dress like this woman, right? Right? Okay. And it says this, she is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home, now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. But I do want you to understand this, everybody. There's two people at fault in this story the young man with no sense, and the woman that's dressed the way she should not be dressed. And okay, they're both equally at fault. So I'm not saying, hey, you know, he was enticed. It's not. No, he is just as at fault. I personally think men are more at fault because God calls a man to lead, and when a man doesn't lead, um, it hurts, breaks down everything. So while both are equally at fault, there's something in me that says, hey, but that means not not leading. So there's something else that's against him as well. Verse 21. Take a look. It says this. She took hold of him and kissed him. Shh, close your ears. And with a brazen face, she said, with persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose. And what a picture of what's going on spiritually in your life. When you go down this road, this is what is you're being slaughtered. When it says in John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, this is a picture of that clear day. It says, tell an arrow pierces his liver like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. That is how serious this issue is. And I understand it's prevalent; it's everywhere that you look. Now it's everywhere in the supermarket aisle, uh, just just on on sports channels. You know, I used to watch sports because they were safer than the rest of. Them, but now commercials. I mean, everywhere you look, this is there. And it says, "Now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Many are the victims she has brought down. Her slain are a mighty throng. Her high her house is a highway to the grave." leading down to the chambers of death. Man, that's ser- serious. I just want you to understand, the Bible takes this issue very seriously, and it's not a parent that's wanting to, quote, unquote, take away your fun. It's the truth trying to protect you that could cause you spiritual and physical death. There's, there's many things that can go wrong in this. We were at, we had, s- s- Secret church this past week at the church here. And uh, David Platt made a s- statement. He actually took, he, he well, he preached on like the whole word of God. I think he read e- every verse twice and then explained them all. It was And so we were here for seven hours from 7 p.m. to almost 2 a.m. Friday night. And uh, it was a great night. And he says this. He, I, I noticed he was in uh, 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 Ephesians 5 and he addressed verse 3. And this is what he said. He says, "Will you go? Will we go to a friend's house and sit there and watch them be intimate or make out? Will we just sit on the couch and just watch them?" Dude, you just gave me a great face. You're like, dude, that'd be freaky, weird. No, that's disgusting. Okay, that's not. We would not do that. You. But we go in droves and sit in our chairs with popcorn and coke and stare through a big three-story window, also known as a movie screen. And we watch sexually immoral acts all the time, and we don't even blink or blush. Wow. Now, that's not my words. That's David's words, not word for word, but that's what I remember him saying. I'm, a, Wow, that is so true. Why? Because it's been disguised in the form of entertainment. But we need to call it what it is, sexual immorality. We take these that partake and participate in their real lives in sexually immoral behavior and because they're great in sports or they sing great or they're cool in in, in movies we excuse it and we make them who we want to be like we put their pictures on our walls or on our screenshot or on our phone and we idolize them and there's something wrong with that we're we are you know, we we're, we're we're lost we're 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 confused there's something so you know, I'm 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 in love I'm trying to tell you there's something wrong we need to think okay I, I, I'm going to see it because it's my friends and I'm old enough to, I can I can watch it and I'm old enough to be mature. I've got adults that have said, oh, oh, yeah, it's not a kid movie, but we're going to go see it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We're called just like youth to be just as set apart, just as pure, just as holy, just as fleeing sexual immorality as you are. There's more I could go on the verses, but I'm just going to stay on the the track sort of where we're at. Going into verse 5, he gives a, a, a... a warning. He said not a hint of this, not a hint of this, and then he gives a warning, and it's not just uh, uh, you're, you're on A1A and you're coming past the post office and the railroad arms start coming down, ding, 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 and you got to wait there four hours and 72 minutes for the train to go back up and then go again, right? Have you been there before? Okay, it's not a warning like that. It's not one you go, oh, I'm just going to stop and I'm going to wait. It's a warning like this. It's 2 a.m., you've been asleep for three hours hours you wake up and there's an orange glow coming in your room from the the win, 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 window and it, it's coming from outside and you you rub your eyes and you look and you see that your neighbor's house is on fire and you don't take the time to get dressed a whole lot. Maybe you grab something. If well, you're, we won't even talk about that. And, and you you run outside, and you don't go and just sort of like, uh, let me do the. Uh, I do the doorbell? I don't want to wake up the kids. You don't like the ding, 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 dong, not, 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 Hello, hello. You don't. Right. You're going. Hey. Right, it's it's like a it's like a full. Are you, are you yelling before you get out of your house? Yes. Why? Because you want them to wake up. Why? Because you don't want them to burn. Paul's doing the same thing right here, right here because it's something that we hear about, we see about all the time, and we're we're numb to it. Adults are numb to it. Youth are numb to it. We're all numb to it. And look what it says because what it says is scary. Okay, it scares me. It scares me for for pe- pe- people that I know. It scares me for my, my kids, it, those people that I love. It scares me. For you, look at this in verse 5. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. That's serious. That's house on fire, burning to death, serious more than that. Understand this, we all struggle. We all struggle. And so I'm not by any means saying, if you struggle and slip with any sin at all, you are, you, are, you are, are, are for all good and purposes, you're, you're toast. I'm not saying that. Because it says this, look at this, that, okay, wait a second. Wait a second. Let me find my place again. For you may be sure of this: that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or is covetous—in the way that it's written—it implies that it's, it's you become it's become your character and who you are. It's not that you you slipped in it and you're fighting to get out of it and you're guilty and you're crying. And you're talking to someone. And you're being aca- accountable and, and and you're fighting hard against it. It's someone that is in it. And, man, you know what? I don't care. I'm there, and I don't care. And if you're at the point, can I tell you, if you're at the point where you don't care, you better be worried about your eternal salvation, about your relationship with Christ. If, If you are just going, man, I'm just living my way, there's something drastically wrong, and I wonder if the Holy Spirit is working in you at all or is in you at all. That scares me. Older high high schoolers, prom is a week and a half away. Whoa, yeah! And God expects you to be pure. No doubt, no doubt. To fight against what the world says that you should you should be or do or what's okay to do, God says, be pure. Um. Will you buy into the real love that God gives? Uh. Or are you going to jump into the counterfeit love that Satan throws out everywhere? Man, God's love is so powerful. It's so awesome. It's unstoppable. When you think, I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I can stay on it. He's worth it. You'll make it. Younger students, can I tell you, it's imperative. It's so important right now that you decide right now, man, I'm going to choose God's love. I want the real love, not the fake love. I want God's love, not Satan's love. Lord, help me to stay with you and fight for you with everything i got. Start now. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There's never too early to start. Let me just close with this. Real love. God's love is pure, selfless, giving, trustworthy, kind, strong, unstoppable, forgiving, gracious, and perfect counterfeit love from Satan is self-seeking self-serving it's lustful tempting empty weak dividing damaging and temporary it will not satisfy it's worth a fight can I tell you it's worth a fight and I know every adult that's in this room we know the fight talk to someone about it if you go man I, I know I need to I need to repent from this. I need to turn from this. This is a fight in my life, and I want to get out of it. Man, I'm here. i got adults that are here. Man, don't be alone in this issue. Uh, God's worth it. He's He's bigger. Okay, there's one thing I can tell. I'm 43, and can I, I, I tell you I truly believe God never fails. A stuttering kid in the seventh grade who was scared to talk uh, and who for the first years and even had have bouts now where I'm terrified to get in front of a crowd can I tell you that God never fails he's worth the fight he's worth it real love not fake love let's pray dear God I thank you for everyone here and Lord this issue is so huge and help us all to understand how huge it is Help us understand how great you are. Help us, uh, if we're caught in sin and struggling, Lord, help us to have the courage to talk, to find help, to be honest with ourselves and with those that that love us and that we know that we can trust. And Lord, we just ask for you um, to help us to be set apart, not so that we can be any better, but Lord... Service wants to be better, more, Lord. We just want to give you honor and glory, and Lord, use us to reach our friends, our fa- our family, those we work with, even those that may come to, to church with us. Use us in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen. All right. Sorry to pound it. No, I'm not sorry. Um, that was just some good, good truth there. We all, we all need to hear. And uh, sign up for camp if you're interested. And uh, we'll talk more later. Y'all have a good, a good week.